Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. If you're new to the Church RC or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thechurchrc.com. Or we'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the Church RC app, available for free wherever you download your apps. Now here's Pastor Brian Sparks. Uh, we're so glad to have you here today. If you don't know who I am, my name is Brian Sparks. I'm the lead pastor here at the Church RC. And to all the dads out there, I'd like to say a big happy Father's Day. Thank you for showing up. Thank you uh, for leading your family by example. Come on, somebody. Um, I've said it before that usually Father's Day is one of the least attended Sundays of the year. And, uh, and Mother's Day is one of the highest uh, because moms rule the roost, right? So... <laughs> Uh, but no, the truth is, is that a lot of times moms are like, Hey, I want my babies in church with me. And so, uh, but, but dads, thank you so much for showing up and doing that today. And so it's going to be an awesome day. And we hope that you have an awesome time celebrating with friends and family, uh, after church today. And so, uh, I'll try to keep this short and sweet and to the point. Uh, but we, we've been in a series that's, uh, called just saying, and we're talking about the power of your words. Come on. It's been a, let me just say this, that I decided to do a words, a power of your words message in the middle of a move. This was the stupidest decision I have ever made because every time I say something, my wife has to point out Seems like I heard uh, a man preaching about words this last Sunday. And I mean, like all, I mean, these little, come on, passive aggressive digs at me, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to hear about a woman, you know? So uh, anyways, there was a, she bought a light fixture that simply cannot be fixed. It it, it cannot go on the wall and uh, Justin Tallwater came over and if he can't figure it out, I can't figure it out. It cannot be done. And so uh, she, she was, and I was sitting there trying to put this thing together, complaining very loudly. And uh, she reminded me that I was preaching on the power of words tomorrow. So uh, anyways, we're so glad to have you here. If you haven't heard this, go to our podcast. Uh, you can listen to our podcast online or you can download the app. Uh, we have all of our stuff there. And so uh, I've had some people talking to me about Heart for the House and, and how, that, how that's going. We're working on a graphic for you uh, so that we can kind of show you our goal, show you how many pledges we've had, and show you where we're at, how much money we've had come in. And we'll bring that to you periodically. Uh, I think we're going to start next Sunday. Is, uh, I think it's next Sunday that we're going to do that. So we're just working the best way to do that. I don't want to talk about the building all the time, okay? That's just my thing. I don't want to talk about it every Sunday. I don't think that you want to hear about it every Sunday. And so we'll just bring it to you every now and then because we do want you to be informed, know where we stand, know where we're going, and so that we can all know where we're headed, okay? So we will get that to you, but we don't want to wear you out. And if, that, if you think that it is wearing you out and you're hearing about it too much, please let us know. So let's jump into today's message. But before we jump in, come on, let's welcome our online family, uh, people listening to them all over the world. Amen. The truth is, is that I, I had, I was, I was thinking, you know what a great opener uh, to Father's Day would be telling dad jokes. Because, uh, you know, like 125 dad jokes. And so I'm reading through it and I quickly realized that the only ones that I thought were funny were very inappropriate for church. <laughs> so I decided, you know what, we better just wave the dad jokes. And so, um, but that's, hey, you know what it is. So Psalms 91. 
1 through 2, Psalm 91, 1 through 2. We're going to get into today's message. It says this, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. If you're taking notes today, which I hope you are, you can title this message, What Are You Saying? What Are You Saying? Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from man. Lord, they've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Have you ever had that moment and you asked yourself that question, What are you saying? Huh? Like, as the words are coming out, you're thinking, Oh my gosh, did I really just say that? I had a guy at the fire department, and uh, he, he would kind of say whatever he thought, and most of the time it was extremely inappropriate. And I told him, I said, Hey, man, you really need to guard your words. You know, you, you kind of just say stuff. He goes, Man, this is filtered. He said, you should hear what's in my mind, the unfiltered version. And I was like, if this is filtered, like, I'm glad that I'm not hearing the unfiltered version. But a lot of times you ask yourself what, this question, what are you saying? You know, I, I had one of these moments and uh, uh, my wife was seven months pregnant with my daughter, Braley. And, uh, and she, was, she came, uh, it was one beautiful Saturday afternoon. I was watching TV, probably some football. And she came waddling by. Come on. There's a pregnant waddle. You can't get rid of the waddle. It's not my fault. Y'all do it. So uh, I I can only imagine carrying a human inside of me. I I would imagine I would waddle too. Uh, So, uh, you know, I waddle if you got to go to the bathroom bad enough. So, uh, but, but here's the thing is, is that she's waddling. She comes waddling by. And as she's waddling by, I just look over. I'm enjoying my Saturday. I'm having a great day. And I do not know what possessed me to say these words, but I said them, and I have been reminded of it ever since. I said, hey, what's going on there, saddlebags? I didn't even know what saddlebags were. Okay, I did not know what saddlebags were, but let me just tell you that the reaction that I got in that moment reminded me, I I had this question, what? Did you just say? Because she started crying. Come on. Not, a, a non-pregnant girl would cry in that moment, but, but a pregnant girl especially. And so she starts bawling. And I had this moment, and I said, what did I just say? Every one of us have, have, have had moments like that where we think, what did I say? Why did I say that? Why, why, did, that, why did that even come out of my mouth? I, I feel so silly for having said that. You know, the truth is, is that a lot of us, the older we get, we really do get better about, and we're more careful about what we say to other people. You know, we, we've learned to kind of catch ourselves. Uh, you know, when you're young, you kind of just say whatever's on your mind. Little kids, you never know what they're going to say. Come on, somebody. Uh, and and, and that's, just, that's just the thing. But, but the older you get, you kind of learn to guard your tongue and you learn not to say and what, what to say and what not to say. And so we kind of gotten pretty good at that. But the question that I have for you today, and I think that a lot of people struggle in, is they, what, are, what are you saying about your own life? 
What are you saying about your own circumstances? See, here's the thing is, is that we might not say the wrong thing to somebody else, but a lot of times we're saying the wrong thing to about our own lives and about our circumstances. You know, what are you saying when a bill comes in uh, that needs to be paid and it's completely unexpected? Hmm? What are you saying when you get a bad doctor's report? Are you with me? Come on, somebody. What, do, what, are, you, what are you saying? What, that, that's, that's the thing that a lot of people struggle with is that we begin to say the wrong things. When, when, when circumstances and situations happen to us, we begin to have this struggle, and we want to say what we feel. We want to say the first thing that comes to mind. We want to we post it on Facebook. We want we, we to say something. And the truth is, is that I, I, I think that we need to be guarded in what we're saying. See, here's the thing is, do we speak more about your problems or do you speak more about your God? Come on. Come on. Huh? Are you speaking more about your problems or are you speaking about the God who can help you through your problems? See, the truth is, is most of us are speaking more about our problems than we are about our God. Here's the amazing thing is that the psalmist says in this psalm, he said, you know, here, here's the thing. I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. In him, I will trust. Here's what he says. I'm making a choice right here, right now on what I'm going to say. Do you think for a moment that the psalmist writing this psalm never had problems? You think he never had issues? You never had things? You, you think they never had things in his life that went wrong or something unexpected that happened in his life? But here's the deal is that what he says this is that you have to make a choice in what you say. Only you can do it. You, you're the only person in your life that can make a choice of what comes out of your mouth. Now, the only, the only question I have for you today is what are you saying? Proverbs 18, 21 says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. This is a major thing. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We've already established this, that as Christians, we live under a law. That God, God sets up laws, and that's just the way it is. And, and here's the thing, but every law can work for you, and every law can work against you. That's just the truth. Gravity is working for us. We step up on the roof, we walk off of it. Gravity will start working against us very quickly. The same thing happens and applies to our words. God says this, I've given you the power to speak. I've given you words. Christianity is a speaking faith. Now you need to understand something, that there's death and there's life in the power of your words. There's death and life in your tongue. The former bass guitarist for the band Weezer, Mikey Welsh, spoke about how he was going to die on Twitter. On September 26, 2011, the 40-year-old musician tweeted, Dreamt I died in Chicago next weekend. I had a heart attack in my sleep. I need to write my will today. He immediately came back on Twitter and said, no, uh, uh, and made a correction. And he said, not this weekend, but the next weekend. Two weeks later, on October 8th, Welsh was found dead in a hotel room in Chicago. On the exact time, he said, the cause of death was heart attack brought on by cocaine overdose. Isn't it amazing? Here's a man who's speaking about how he's going to die. Right? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's what the Bible says. Here's the thing. Another story about the power of words taken from Jimi Hendrix's song. He wrote in September 1965 
a, a song titled The Ballad of Jimmy. In his lyrics, he wrote, many things he would try for he knew he'd soon die. Now Jimmy's gone, he's not alone. His memory still lives on. Five years, this he said, he's not gone, he's just dead. And exactly five years later, in September, uh, on September 18th, Jimi Hendrix died, five years later. Five years after he wrote a song about him dying. Now, isn't that amazing? See, we, we look at that and we think, oh, well, that's pretty extreme. But the truth is, is that death and life are in the power of our words. Sometimes we can say something so long that we believe it. Sometimes we just keep speaking the same thing over and over. Here's the thing is, is no one can convince you of something to be truth more than you can. You can convince yourself that it's true. Have you ever talked to somebody who uh, has lied so much that they actually believe the lie? Like, you know they're lying, but they actually believe that the, the lie. They believe that it's the truth. And the truth, the thing is, is that you can keep talking about something until you convince yourself that it's actually the truth. See, here's the thing is, is that the, the truth is, is words are powerful, so we should take them seriously. Most of us aren't writing tweets or songs about dying. Okay, so I know y'all are like, well, I have never written a song about me dying. But here's the thing is that we're still saying the wrong things. We're still speaking the wrong things. We're still talking about the wrong things. Let me just give you a few examples since you haven't written a song or a tweet. I'll give you a few things uh, that, that a lot of people say and you've probably heard. And I pray that you haven't heard come out of your mouth. Uh, well, everyone in my family's had cancer. So it's just waiting on the doctor's report because... Well, heart disease just runs in our family. Come on. Come on, somebody. I'm hitting you right where you're at. Come on. If I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. Mm-hmm. Come on, I just wait just a second. I'll get you. I'll get you. I'm just so tired all the time. I am exhausted. I will never be able to afford something that nice. I, I had actually had a, I, I never will forget it. There was a builder building a house for my dad. And he was a, man, incredible builder. He was an, incre- I mean, he could do anything. He could build anything. And he's building this house and they're, they're sitting around and they're talking about it at the end of it. It's, it's finished up and, and one of them goes, man, you built a nice house. And he goes, yeah, I can build them, but I'll never be able to afford one. Huh? We've all said things like this. How about this? I can't lose weight no matter how hard I try. Wow. Come on. Huh? Come on. So I might as well just eat that platter of cookies. <laughs> Bring on the roses. Come on, somebody. I will never be able to get a job that good. Come on. Come on. Man, I, I, my back aches all the time. How about this one? I can never catch a break. Come on. How about this? Man, I'm getting old. <laughs> huh? Come on. All of us have probably been guilty of saying one or multiple of these sayings. And even though we're not talking about our death, the Bible says this, that death and life are in the power of your tongue. And all of these things are not life-giving. 
None of these things are life-giving. And, and here's the deal is that, that we have to learn that we have the power to speak. We have control of our words and we can take control of those words and start speaking the right things. Well, I can't afford something like that now, but God, I thank you right now that you are my provider. And I don't know how it's gonna come in, but I believe that one day I'm gonna be able to afford something like that. Come on, somebody. I'm not telling you be stupid. Go out and rack up credit card debt. I'm saying this, that you can change the man of my back hurts but lord i thank you that you're my healer that i can i walk in health and i walk in healing god i thank you that that even though cancer has run in my family that i will not i will not get cancer that i will live and i will not die that i will i'm gonna live until my days are satisfied and i'm fully happy come on somebody you can change what you're saying is it possible that you you keep experiencing what you're repeatedly saying. You keep experiencing what you're repeatedly saying over and over and over again. I think a lot of people keep having your dreams delayed because of what you're saying. You keep having your dreams delayed because of what you're speaking over your life. Like the psalmist, you need to make a choice about what you're saying. I will say of the Lord, I will say of my God that he is my refuge. I will say of my God that he is my fortress. I will say of my God that I can trust in you. God, I don't know why this circumstance has happened. I don't know why this situation's happened. I don't know what's going on in my life, but I know this. God, you can make all things turn around for my good. God, I know this, that I don't know how it's gonna work out. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know how, but I know that I can trust you because God, you are for me. And if you are for me, who can be against me? God, you're my refuge. God, you're my fortress. God, I can trust fully in you. The first thing I want you to understand is that you have a father that's a refuge. You have a father that is your refuge. Refuge means this, a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. A condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit danger or trouble you know when my kids were little um it, it it felt like they got disciplined a lot and i used to have people say you're oh you're too hard on them but i'll just say this that my everybody will watch my kids and nobody would watch the people that said i was too hard on them right their kids were hellions they were horrible little kids and my kids are well behaved and they yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am they're very well behaved and but but here's the thing is that and I wasn't I wasn't just overly mean but whenever I would walk in the room if they had done something wrong they could hear the tone in my voice and I would say bear (laughs) and no matter what he was doing no matter what was going on he could hear that And immediately he would drop everything and he would run to his mother. (laughs) If she was in the kitchen, he was standing behind her legs. Like he was high, he was... He was hiding. Because, and then I would come walking in because in that moment, I'm the bad guy. 
I'm the guy who's there to discipline. I'm, I'm the guy who's there to inf- be the enforcer. And here he is. He's standing behind his mother because he knew in that moment that he was, that was the only place that he could find refuge. That was the only place that he could find safety. Now, here's the question that I have for you is what are you running to in times of trouble? What's the thing that you run to? A lot of people run to Facebook in times of trouble. A lot of people run to friends in times of trouble. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I want you to know, as a Christian, we have a God who is your refuge that you can run to in times of trouble. See, the very first place that we should run when we have something come up and we think, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I don't know how it's going to play out. God, I'm going to run to you because you are my refuge. You are my safe place. You are my hiding place place I will run to you in times of trouble when danger comes my way I will say God you are my refuge when trouble knocks at my door God you are my refuge you are my safe place come on touch three people around you and ask them what are you saying come on what are you saying what are you saying God, you're my fortress. See, here's the other thing is that you have a father that's a fortress. A father that's a fortress. A fortress is something that is not susceptible to outside influence or disturbance. It's a heavily protected and impenetrable stronghold. You know, I was doing some research in in preparing for this message and kind of looking at different fortresses, right? Because we don't have a lot of those here in Roy City, Texas, right? And so I was just curious, like, what are, what are some amazing fortresses? And, and I, I begin to look through them and do, do a lot of research on this. And, and as I'm researching, there's some incredible fortresses that have been built by man. I mean, some incredible fortresses that have, that have stood and, and have held back enemies. And, and that's exactly what they're, they're made to do is they're made to withstand an enemy's attack. And there's been some amazing things that have been built. Some of the most impressive uh, are the Masada Fortress. Uh, the Numancia Fortress, the Osaka Fortress, the Malta Fortress. But there is one in all of my research that stood out above any other. And that one was the Berg Elts Fortress. It's built on a 220 foot hill and is surrounded by water on three sides. It also has a dense forest surrounding the entire uh, uh, fortress itself, like a dense forest that is sur- surrounding this entire fortress. Uh, there's only been one attack on it because of its, it, 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 everybody was scared to attack this fortress because they knew that it was built perfectly. One attack in 1331. Uh, uh, Archbishop decided, you know what? I'm going to attack this. I'm going to further my kingdom. I'm going to make this a little bit bigger. And so he said, I'm going to take on the challenge that nobody else will take on. I'm going after this fortress. So he, he, he commenced to take, try to take down this fortress and began an attack. He used everything that he could find. He had catapults. He had cannons. He had everything to try to penetrate the walls, but he could not, no matter how hard he tried, penetrate these walls. He attacked this fortress for two years solid and finally admitted defeat and walked away with nothing. Two years 
He beat on the door and nothing could get in. See, here's the thing, is that when we think of God, I want you to think of God as a strong fortress. He's not some weak thing that's gonna fold and fall at the drop of a hat. He is a fortress that can withstand anything that, that comes at it. And you, here's the thing is in the Psalms, it says this, God, you are my strong tower. I will run to you. The righteous run to you and they are saved. There is a place that you can go and there is a place that you can run where you are safe. God is your fortress. God is the place that you can run. The last thing that you need to know about God is that you can trust him. You can trust him. See, this is a little bit difficult for a lot of people, but you can honestly trust God. And the way, the reason why I can say that is I really do believe that God is who he says he is. I really do believe when I pick up the Bible and I read it, I really do believe that God meant what he said when he, when he wrote this. I really do believe that whenever I pick up the word of God, I can read it. And if I find a promise that's in there, I can say, God, I thank you that all of your promises are yes and amen to those that are in Christ Jesus. God, I, I claim this word for my life. You know, I believe that uh, Jeremiah 1.12 says this. It says, I, God says this, I am watching to see my word is fulfilled. Numbers 23.19 says this, God is not a man that he should lie nor a son of man that he should repent. I love this. Has he not said and will he not do? Huh? Has he not said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Some of y'all need to take that promise home. See, there's, there's times in our life when, when it seems like God might have said something, but the situation is saying something else. And a lot of times what we're tempted to do is to trust our circumstance instead of trusting our God. You can trust God. He's not a man that he should lie. Has he not said and will he not do? You know, my first job, my first real job when I was, was when I was 15 years old. And I became a plumber's assistant. That is one of the worst jobs I've ever had in my life. And I'm talking to you, Gary Sickles. <laughs> They always want square holes. I don't understand the square holes thing. They still can't tell me why they want square holes, but that's what they want. And so, but I remember I dug ditches, man. I dug ditches all summer long. But you know what? Uh, I, I'll never forget it. I worked for Bell Plumbing in San Angelo, Texas. My dad drove me down there because I didn't have a license. And I walked in and uh, he, went to, he went to the church that we went to. And I went in and I applied for the job. Mr. Bell brought me back and had an interview. And, and we're sitting there and we're talking and he goes, all right, I'll tell you what, Brian, I'm going to hire you. I'm going to give you a job. This is what you're going to do. And then he told me the most amazing thing. He said, I'm going to pay you $5 and 25 cents an hour. $5. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, <laughs> You are like, what, 525? Like, no, I was like, yes, I was, uh, yes, this is going to be, a, you know, and I'm, so I'm super excited. And I never will forget that I went out. He said, you'll start tomorrow. I went out. I called my dad. I said, yeah, dad, come pick me up. I said, I got the job. And then I had already done the math. 
I'd sit down with a piece of paper because we didn't have phones with calculators. I'd sit down with a piece of paper and I'd figured out that if I worked 40 hours at 525, this is how much money I was going to make. So I walked around and I told everybody, guess how much I'm making? Huh? This is how much I'm making a week. You, you will not believe how much money I get paid to do. You would not believe how much money I'm making. I mean, this is awesome. This is amazing. Now, here's what's incredible about that. Is that never one time, never once, did Mr. Bell open up his checking account and show me the balance. When he told me how much he was going to pay me, he never one time said, and just to show you that I have the money, come back here and let me show you my safe and open it up to a, a, a safe full of cash. Never once. Come on. Huh? Some of you work jobs. Has your employer ever done that? But here's what's amazing is that at his word, I went around declaring what I was going to make at his word. I declared it. Now, here's the thing is that if I can take a man's word and go around declaring how much money I'm going to make, go around telling everybody how I'm going to spend it, how much more can I take a God who created the heavens and the earth? How much more can I grab a hold of his word and say, God, at your word, I will say, You are my refuge. God, at your word, I will say you are my fortress. God, at your word, I will say I can trust in you. God, I will take your word and by your stripes, I am healed. God, I will take your word and say this, that you will provide for me according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. If you can take a man's word, why can't you take God at his At God's word. That's why I can declare it. That's why when people ask, well, how can you say that? See, the thing is, how can you say that? That's not what your situation says. That's not what your circumstance. The reason why I can say that is because I can take God at his word. I can take God at his word. I really believe that I can say what God says about whatever I'm facing. God, right now, we just declare in this place, God, that we believe that we can take you at your word. Lord, there's some people in here that have been going through some hard times, some difficult times. Lord, they may have been facing situations. Lord, they may may have doctor's reports that are saying there's no hope. But God, we just declare in this place that we can grab a hold of your word. God, that we can grab a hold of your word and say, God, I can boldly declare. I can make a choice today that say, God, I know the situation's saying one thing. I know my circumstances are saying one thing. But God, today I make a choice. To say that you are my refuge, to say that you are my fortress, to say without wavering that I trust in you. God, we are a people who declare in faith. Here's the thing, church. 
Is it you say, well, I don't see that. Here's the thing is you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to speak in faith if you already have it. You only speak in faith if you don't see it. Come on, the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. So God, help us speak the right things. Help us say the right things. Lord, when when trouble arises, when things come our way, God, let us be a people that grab a hold of your promises and that we speak your promises and not our feelings. At the Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you'd like to contribute financially, you can go online to thechurchrc.com slash giving. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, send us an email at amen at thechurchrc.com.